Sorry to be so late, Calv. No worries. No worries. Just busy, busy Easter. And we had planned this uh, this last supper before they move out tomorrow. So, What'd you guys eat? BBQ? Janessa oh, made unbelievable ribs, mac and cheese, salad, and Brussels sprouts. Oh, that's It amazing. was really good. <laughs> Did you call her Janessa with Janez. Z? Janessa. Janene. Everybody, thank you for coming back for another exciting episode of the Open Road Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I'm joined here with Calvin, uh, my regular mm-hmm. co-host, and Cole That's me. McFarlane, my roommate, soon-to-be former roommate. Everybody, this podcast is about helping you find more adventure in the everyday. And for the last year, I have been living in community as a little bit of an adventure. And we're here to talk about it because it's all coming to an end. It's all coming to a crashing end. This interview is going to be a little different. Uh, Cole's on right from the beginning. There's not going to be our usual, you know, behind the scenes, talk behind our guests back banter. (laughs) Uh, He's right here with us. Uh, Also, it's going to get a little weird, going to get a little awkward. Some things went sideways in this whole community living, (laughs) and we're going to confront it. Head on. Well, we've got both of the people, you know, with us on on the podcast. Two of the four, we should say. Two of the four. Sure. I mean, but, you know. That's I, maybe that's what we got to talk about too. <laughs> well, welcome, Cole. Thanks, guys. Good to be on the podcast again. Now, Cole has mm-hmm. also been a bit of our producer, and he w- was instrumental in getting this podcast off the ground. And he was our guest after he had a really cool adventure last year. But Cole, how have you how have you been feeling about the whole world of adventure since your last uh, your last um, appearance on the podcast? That's a great question. I don't have an immediate answer for you, um, but Calvin Calvin might understand this. But uh, okay, Janessa and I, I don't. are expecting a baby in July. Ooh. Oh, I understand what that means. Yeah. So, that means you like are gonna have a baby, but you don't have it yet. That's right. <laughs> it's like coming that's soon. Right. That's right. I get that. Yeah, that's I get right. that. So um, rather than being particularly adventurous, I feel like I, we are like thinking a lot about direction, future planning. Um, and finding some space for adventure before things really change. Like Ooh. we've gone on a couple trips and just kind of embracing the space that we have now. And and mm. once you guys move out too, it's like we really have some personal space for a couple months before the baby comes. So it hasn't <laughs> been a particularly adventurous season, but it's been. Um, but there are there's a ton on the horizon. Are, are you saying that we've been all up in your personal space? <laughs> well, yeah, it's believable. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens when you live with people. Taking over. What are you going to do with all this space, by the way? Like, they've really taken over your little (laughs) castle there. You know, it's true, but we lived in this house for a year before they moved in, and the two rooms that they took over, we did not use. So, oh, yeah, I believe it. We will use one of them immediately. Well, I shouldn't say we didn't use it. There was a guest. We had a guest room that was used here and there, but um, Mm. one of these rooms will become a. a nursery and, and then we'll return one to a guest room cool well let's lay out some groundwork here um cole and janessa were living in this house they realized hey uh friends of ours jeremy and katie looking to do something looking to move out of their apartment this is going back a year ago they all ended up moving in together for um a finite amount of time which uh is now at its end and so i guess what was the kind of perspective from you cole i we we kind of know about jeremy's if you listen to this podcast before i think we all have a fairly good understanding of why jeremy and his wife kate wanted to do this um idea of community living but what from your end how did it look like because um i guess you were in a bit of a different position uh taking in the nomads (laughs) yeah totally well for us for janessa and i is a little bit of an experiment like we uh, we go we're, we live in suburbia we live in Burlington uh, we I work at a church that is kind of full of Burlington and Oakvillian people which is kind of like one mm-hmm. of the wealthiest suburbs in Canada and so there's there's a bit of a conveyor belt here that you sort of you you, you can end up getting married and buying a home and just kind of like one thing leads to the next and all you're doing is taking care of what you own 
and everything becomes insular. And so I think on on a Sunday morning, how many times would you say average? Do you say God is going to bless your business? <laughs> Zero times. But OK, Fair but enough. that question that was more of like a head pastor thing. <laughs> Yeah, so so I think he's just a worship leader, so he doesn't he doesn't do that in the sermon. Yeah, I don't get I don't get to uh, I don't get to speak so confidently about God, (laughs) right? In uh, in my context, okay, continue. But yeah, so we've just been kind of curious as to a how do we do things that kind of disrupt um, normal patterns in our life, and how do we how do we kind of do interesting things, use what we have. and I think I think that insularity and that like independence is something that's so mm-hmm. normal in kind of this area. And that was one of the things we wanted to say. Like, does it have to be normal? Yeah. Like, what what happens if you share a home? Yeah. And we have lots of friends that are doing that in sharing homes in Hamilton and kind of areas that are a little denser, lots more young people. Um, right. So the suburbs is a little bit less attractive. So it just also kind of worked out really nicely. Like it was something we were thinking about. Plus Jeremy and Katie were thinking about it. So it was a little bit of an experiment and a little bit of kind of good timing. Uh, something that I really like that you guys, maybe this was a together decision. Um, if you, if listeners, if you've turned it, tuned into our last episode with uh, Cam from Skillshare, one of the things he talked about was uh, kind of setting goals and setting, um, I guess, setting an expected expiry date for things. And uh, And I really like how you guys initially when you were getting into the idea of community living, um, you guys set kind of an end date for this experiment to um, like just kind of for the life of the experiment. And uh, what was the idea behind that? Why not just, you know, leave it forever or have no end? I think the idea was in case it's terrible. Would you still be here? (laughs) (laughs) Like in case it's, it gives you like an automatic out if it's, if it's not working. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of think in, whenever you're trying something new, like that kind of op, like, you know, we're going to do this and nobody, like everybody has an out at a certain date in time. Like I remember yep. being, being in a youth group and taking on a volunteer position and as a kid and the, the youth leader saying, you know, this is your job and I'm going to fire you in June. And then you have to find, you have to, you know, we'll talk in September, but you're not on the hook for anything forever. And I've mm. just kind of picked oh. up that principle of like, I, I wish our church did that. I'm trying to get fired so bad <laughs> from my duties there, but like, it's just, you sign on, it's just, you sign a life sentence for volunteer. Yeah. And that's there. Calvin like, is on setup crew 6am every morning, every Sunday morning. <laughs> and that's a recipe for, you know, convincing people to never try something new. Right. If, if right. you think that right. like you're going to try something and then no matter whether it's good or bad, you're stuck with it. So, yeah, so I think we thought, like, let's try it. Yeah, and, no. Yeah. I thought that was a great idea, and I just wondered where that came from. I think another thing for um, me was a little bit about, um, so where Katie was at in the terms of her, in terms of her accreditation to becoming a lawyer, she had a one-year gig that once she's done that, then she will be called to the bar, become a lawyer, and then we would kind of have a natural shift in what our life might look like in terms of where she sure. gets work and whatnot. So it was yeah. kind of like, this is... Not necessarily the last chance, but it's a really good time and chance to do something a little bit different. And again, not that I don't want to ever do something like this again, but it just made a lot of sense given our life stage where we're bo- yeah. we both don't have kids. We have this one year kind of influx period regardless. And so that's kind of also what spawned this idea to do something like this. Um, so we we just yeah put kind of that year time frame to to reevaluate and then all kinds of stuff happened that made it actually a good time frame regardless of whatever. So I've uh, just being kind of an outside observer. I've noticed things that Jeremy, you wouldn't have done if you didn't live with really Cole and Janessa. And I only met Cole a year ago, but I know him enough that there's things that I've seen in him that he would not be doing if he uh, didn't have you guys move in. Okay, so, so we got to turn the table. We got to turn the tables here on you then, Calvin. Like you got to unpack. Fair you got to unpack that. For I us. would be very interested to hear your perspective. Okay. Well, a Jeremy has gotten very into video gaming, which <laughs> totally <is new>. true. <laughs> totally true. Totally, right? true. totally true. And then on, on the flippity flop, Cole, you had you hosted like a 200 person Christmas party with a keg. This Christmas. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, that's not really the Cole I met a year ago. Fair enough. Wow. There you go. I think there's a few interesting things in that 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 Calvin doesn't quite get, but we should maybe just leave it at that. And Let's just, just leave no, it at I, that. I get it. I get Calvin it. Calvin thinks I'm uh, 
<laughs> kingpin of social events in uh, Oakville, Burlington. I'm good with <laughs> well, it. Well, you're a fairly introverted person, and you, you know, that seems maybe a little out of your wheelhouse to be doing that. But I mean, absolutely, you embraced it, and you're probably going to be making it an annual thing. There, there were really a lot of times during this year where. Um, I was just really impressed with both Cole and Janessa and their willingness just to embrace it all. Cause we've turned a blind eye well, kind of like we've, we've had that Christmas party for uh, a right. number of years in a row and Cole and Janessa were just right away down yeah. to have all of our friends who aren't really their friends in their house. Yeah. And they said, yeah. don't put a cap on the, like they never said only have this many people or this, that, and the other. They were just like, yeah, like let's do it. And there were many other times in the year where, um, I just felt as though we really embraced this idea of letting people be who they are and do what they want. And I really felt as though their home was our home. And we were actually, right, well, we, we had kind of a nice little dinner tonight. We, we called it the last supper and we just kind of reminisced on some of the things over the past year. And it, it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting. It was hard for Katie and I to define when this really started to feel like home, but Right. leaving we both really feel like that that this was really our home and so it was neat for us to think about the idea of cole and janessa um opening up their home and giving it to somebody else and actually giving it enough that it felt like home to us i've known you a while jared and so i think a good um mark is that when you start planting um marijuana plants in the garden is usually a good sign that like you think this is your home well we're legalizing so. in 2018 yeah, so I mean, you still went for it, but I mean, it's still and Cole that kind of thing, give and take. Cole had to turn a blind eye to that. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> it was not, our wives who did the gardening. I'm not man. really we sure how much gardening. how much clarifying I should be doing in this. Uh, you know what? Do a lot because <laughs> I, you know, if I do too much, then Calvin will say, "Man, people know we're joking," but you can you can do some clarification. <laughs> there is there are no marijuana no plants at our house. Here, here's the problem, <laughs> Calvin. There's no need. He says. Um, here's another question. Jer, will you be getting your damage deposit back? Yeah, I'm really hoping to get the damage deposit back. We we dropped like two grand on that thing because they really didn't trust us going so into here's this. The, so here's, here's a couple stories for you, Calvin. This okay. is funny. In like in legit terms, they would not be getting their damage deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it all actually it all actually Well, that's what it's there for. I know. It's Whatever true. you do next, Cole, please at least lump both Katie and I together. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um and it all comes down to the Christmas party. <laughs> so uh two 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 funny things that came out of the Christmas party. One, we were setting up a bunch of candles, and this is I'm I'm a part of this as well. We were setting up a bunch of candles around the house, and uh, we were sort of test like we had some short candles and some tall candles, and we have a mantle, and so there was a tall candle up on the mantle, and we're kind of like, oh, that might be too close to the ceiling. And one unnamed member of the ends family was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. It's it's totally fine. So like kind of a couple. Well, the other <laughs> member of the ends family said that's not a good idea. <laughs> so a couple hours of the party, I'm just like, oh, oh, the ceiling is black. <laughs> Oh, so we no. yeah, so we got rid of that. We took care of that. And anyways, during cleanup, so that that was fine. We've we've since like cleaned that up, and it just needs a little paint, and it'll be fine. Yeah, like so. But right. you scrubbed off the black soot from the candle, and then there was still this like weird mark in the paint. So, so that's ding number one. Oh, that's damage, ding number one sure. in the damage deposit because that's a bit of paint that we got to buy. Yep. And yep. Uh, number two, cleanup day. Uh, taking extra bottles of wine downstairs. Total, 100% full bottle of wine smashed on the carpet in the basement. <laughs> I love that. Like that a two so foot hilarious. by two foot circle of wine. <laughs> red wine, obviously. Red, sorry, red wine. Um, but actually, oh. in all in all fairness, the 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 carpet cleaner came out of the end's pocket. So, yeah, that actually. Why were there full bottles of wine after the party? Because we're not that crazy. Were they hidden somewhere? Calvin tries something? to make us out to be this crazy wild the, bunch of people. At the end of the night, Calvin, I'm, oh, I'm right, still a pastor. Answer this year. Was the bathroom decimated or was it not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the A, that wasn't. So that seems pretty crazy. A, that Does wasn't vomit. And B, we'd have no idea who decimated the bathroom in that way. You never know who decimates <laughs> the bathroom. The point is that it happened. <laughs> uh, so we had a few good moments of, uh, of, it, uh, you could you could call me uptight about certain things, and early on that was like kind of the first six months. We laugh mm -hmm. we laugh lots about those um, those two incidents uh, because they're the kind of things that, on paper, would you know 
just drive me nuts, but they just don't because you know when you're living with people and it's it's all good. Yeah, I, I I hear you. So the answer no, Jeremy, you will not be getting your damage deposit back, which is fine because the which the rent fine. here was super cheap anyway. So I think we're still coming out ahead. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, I was I was just gonna say something. Oh yeah, so it it's been really interesting. You know how there's that. Uh, you know, there's this quote from Andy from The Office where he says, wouldn't it be nice if you could just realize you're in the good old days, like while they're happening and think about like to be really appreciative of all the good memories that you're making. That's kind of what yeah. this time feels like a little bit. Like I look back at, at the year and we purposely didn't put a lot of expectations on each other for the year. Um we didn't leave a lot of room for us to let each other down, which I think was actually good. I mean, there's probably pros and cons to that that we could debate. But it's right. nice to be sitting in this place where we're in an empty room. Katie and I are moving into our new house tomorrow. There's a whole bunch of excitement there. But there's this, like, bittersweetness in the air where I look back and I'm like, there were so many funny little moments along the way where just a normal everyday occurrence all of a sudden had more... Um, more clout because there were other people around right like smashing a bottle mm. of wine on a carpet like that's For just sure. a buzzkill and if it's just you and your wife doing that it's like something that no one would ever hear about but because it's their carpet and we had to then get the carpet cleaner and then we clean like all that stuff like kind of magnifies so it's really cool to be sitting here and looking back at what was pretty much a normal year but when you're doing it with other people there's all of this other stuff that kind of blends into it and you know i'm sitting here kind of yeah, definitely a little bit like, yeah, it's it's bittersweet, kind of leaving it all, leaving it all behind. Yeah, you're gonna be like moving. I guess both of you guys are gonna be now having to kind of, you know, go back into your own beds with your wives for <laughs> the first time in a while. Like the communal bed idea thing was cool. So, but it, I mean, it's, Calvin, it sorry. will be hard to kind of reach. Calvin, sorry, just yourselves. just another. This is another <laughs> clarification moment. <laughs> just uh, just you know, so just so the listeners understand. Uh, clarify that it will be hard two, <laughs> two separate bedrooms uh you know two separate one big party bed two separate married relationships that's you know that's how it worked this this past year uh calvin the the ex uh that's a funny way to say it the ex pastor of the church that we go to uh okay. was somewhat like hesitant scandal uh, uh, hesitant about this idea of living in community it was just kind of like right i mean yeah i get that people are doing that but i just don't know you know, just there's just a little bit of skepticism there about the mm -hmm. whole thing and how does it all Fair work enough. and this, that and the other. And so one day um, I was in the washroom about to hop into the shower and I heard a knock at the door while I was in the washroom. And then yeah. from downstairs, I heard Cole greet the this guy at the door. And so I was like, he's here. And so then I took my shower and I was like, this would be hilarious if I came out buck cheddar just in my towel <laughs> in this community living situation with this guy who i already know is all sketched out by this situation oh the, the pastor, pastor was coming there. by yeah. so i walked out of the shower in just my towel and he was at the bottom of the stairs i whipped i was like hey man how's it going and he was like oh no is this what it's really all about so your perspective on that story cole was that a, a good moment yeah it's pretty funny was it worth it for, for me to do that Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but no, it's been it's been a really normal it's been really normal. Just No, yeah. I I I like the fact that you guys have kind of I mean, you're you're kind of the first people that whatever. I know that I think the first people that I kind of have known that have done this sort of thing at, in our stage of life and so I really like that you guys have kind of normalized it and maybe cleared out some elbow room to um give other people a shot at trying it. Because I think there is, like the pastor said, like there is a lot of skepticism and worry, and oh, all, there's a million what ifs. And but, like we talked about earlier, setting that hard end date kind of uh, takes care of a lot of those. I don't, Calvin. I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Macon's. He's a pastor in Hamilton. Kevin Bacon. Kevin, no, <laughs> not Kevin Bacon. Uh, okay. But Kevin Macon's makes a bunch of videos, and one of the videos he made recently was about communal living. And basically, he just kind of ends the video by saying, like. Communal living, like you, you don't have to do it, but you can. And this is kind of it's a pros and cons video, but it's I think that's kind of what has been cool for us is that like it, it's an option. Like, and I think when I was talking about suburban life and just like it's just kind of predetermined that to be a family is to have your own place, and to be a married couple is to be separate from everyone else. 
and it, it just doesn't have to be that way. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily wrong mm-hmm. to do it that way, but there's a lot gained, and 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 there's lots of people who can't afford to do it that way, particularly in right. this area of Ontario at this yeah. time, in you know in the market and everything. So it's just uh, there's there's lots of different ways you can do it, and I think that's what's one of the probably the most rewarding things about trying is like okay, so that kind of opens up doors and ideas and breaks down some preconceptions yeah. that you might have uh, yeah i love i that. might ask kevin if i can rip the audio from that that video and stick it into this episode because sure. it's kind of a fun video and i don't it while it's good with the video content it's also the audios tells enough of the story yeah he speaks clearly about pros and cons of community are you broke are you lonely are you looking to simplify your life maybe try having housemates This is my wife, my baby, and I. And these are our housemates. For the last four years, my wife and I have lived communally with other people. And this came as a shock to us. For the first five years of our marriage, we lived alone, just the two of us. And we always thought that living in community with housemates was something that other people did. And it was great for them, but it wasn't something for us. But then four years ago, two of our friends moved from Toronto to our city, Hamilton. And we decided to try living with them. We ended up living with them for two years. And at the end, we were so sold on the idea of living in community that we had three other people move in with us. But it's not just us. This has become a huge part of the culture of our community. I can't even count the number of people in our church that live with housemates. It's the vast majority. Now, I'm not saying you have to live with housemates. It is not for everyone. But in a time where many of us are broke and lonely and starved for community, it's a very real option. So I thought I'd run through a few of the pros and cons of living in community. The house is always full of energy. You always have someone to talk about your day with. There's a good chance someone is going to make you a coffee. You're also more likely to run out of filters. Board game buddies, cool projects you get to share with housemates. Dishes and chores are split among everybody, but everybody has their own definition of clean. We're also less worried about burglars. But sometimes the door is left unlocked and the kitchen is never big enough during dinner hour and leftovers can fill the fridge, although sometimes their leftovers are delicious. We have built in babysitters once our kids asleep, but she wakes them up crying most nights. Our housemates are into plants, so now our entire main floor is green and fresh and alive. But imagine if they were into porcelain dolls. Really feels like a real baby in your hands. You can share cars and carpool. You learn to hang out with people without having to entertain them. They say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, if you've got kids and housemates, it's like having a built-in village. They are loved and learn to love people who aren't just their biological family. You eat more with others and plan meals together. But cuddling can get weird. There's always someone home for Amazon deliveries. When you're really desperate, you can raid their cupboards for snacks. But sometimes the dryer is full of junk. Mob mentality makes it easier to justify takeout. Thank you! Mob mentality makes it easier to justify takeout. It forces you to be vulnerable. It forces you to be vulnerable. The wear and tear on your house is worse, but it makes life insanely more affordable because their bills are low and our repair costs are covered by their rent. I'm not saying communal living is for everyone. There are very clear pros and cons, but we live in a society that has numbed our imagination to the point where we think that the problems we have are the problems we have to have. Many of us feel like we have to be broke and lonely and isolated, and that's not true. There are very real creative solutions. For you, it might not be housemates, but it just might be. It's an option out there. I'm not saying that you should have housemates. I'm saying that you could have housemates, and now you know that you can. Thank you so much for watching this video. My name is Kevin. I'm a pastor in downtown Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. If you liked this video and you'd like to see more on spirituality, simplicity, creativity, click the subscribe box below. We put out a new video every Wednesday. Hit the little bell, you'll get a notification. Give this video a thumbs up if you dug it and share it with somebody that you think might enjoy.
were there any moments in this last year where you thought to yourself, I want to end this tomorrow and move out or kick them out or a moment where you're like, you know what, this sucks. It, it's a year end day. I wish we could just do this continually because it's working. So it's well. kind of funny because um, uh, Katie is a really good planner and just like kind of likes to figure out what's coming next. So I think mm-hmm. it was like October or November where they, they met with the real estate agent and we're sort of planning the next mm-hmm. thing and so it was i guess that was about kind of five or six months in and that first realization that we might like it was looking for a little bit like they would leave in january kind of right after christmas and that was actually a bummer like we were kind of um right like very sad that we wouldn't get to do the year and um so but i i don't think i ever had and that was that was the first time we realized like oh no like we really in, are enjoying doing this Hmm. and we would be sad for it to sort of end so abruptly but i mean that was also Mm -hmm. always the plan for them to yeah find a home and kind of do their next thing so there's nothing no no negatives about that but it was just kind of oh we actually want this to keep going was kind of how i felt but i never had a moment where um i wanted out yeah that's that's really interesting and even for katie and i to start looking for a place kind of in that end of fall period, it felt way too soon for me. Now, I think it was the right thing to do given just we had zero understanding of what the whole realm and the whole world of real estate and buying a house was. So I think it was definitely the right time to start. Um, But yeah, Mm. when when we thought we were going to leave in the summer and then our original close date on our house was January 31st, I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I really don't want to pass up this opportunity on this amazing house, but I, I kind of wanted to see this through a little bit more. So when in early January we heard that our close date was going to be pushed till the end of uh, March, that was kind of this good like, yeah, oh, no biggie. At least we have this this little bit of extra time. And I think it made yeah. these last two months extra special. And now that it's springtime and all the snow is gone, it kind of feels like, oh, yeah, it's been about a year and it's been a good year. And. Cole and Janessa are having a baby and we bought a house and it's kind of nice to leave when we're still excited about it versus leaving when we really want out because then you've almost like left it too long. So like you're kind of leaving where you have this good taste in your mouth and you're still kind of like, oh, what a great year it's been. And it's really been neat for our relationships and for our friendship and um, and I'm going to miss it. But I think it's like I said, this kind of bittersweet um this bittersweet feeling i've got one kind of like minor story i just i i just picture people listening to this being like you know it couldn't have been that good it could have <laughs> been like that smooth i'll get the stories no, out of and and by and large it's been very smooth but um calvin you know jeremy pretty well and uh you mm-hmm. know like if you were to rate jeremy's energy level on a scale of one to ten like where would you put it one to ten i said tmi <laughs> for energy tmi what does that mean <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Which, high. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So Extremely high. So I think early on. I th- Wound tight. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy asked for us to, st- like earlier he said, speak of the ends as collaboratively. So I'll speak of the McFarlane's collaboratively as well. But okay. there we were, um, Jeremy's energy brought a lot of energy into our house because we're kind of not as energetic. You said introverted and all that. So I think that was the earliest adjustment for us was just like suddenly we have a puppy dog that needs to be walked a couple times a day. <laughs> this just is so like, offensive to uh, me. This always wildly offensive. Always wants attention and love and but the, w- no sense of boundaries. <laughs> but what's really funny about that is probably um, you know it was a few months in where we really found our stride and everything was comfortable and that's when. Uh, Jeremy and Katie got this house and so it was kind of like a real bummer because we're just like oh we we're, we're we're like really happy now we're like just figured it out so anyways yeah that's great <clears throat> yeah he's hard to handle <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this about no myself doubt. it's things I learned about myself along the way you know <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know if you have you guys talked did you get the same vibe Jerry where Cole's just dragging you down oh dragging me so far down like just an anchor <laughs> Jared's no, an no, ideas no, guy, no, no. and I'm uh, I'm a naysayer. Have you guys talked about the Enneagram yet on the podcast? We haven't really. 
Um, we're meaning to bring we've been meaning we're to meaning for to bring someone on who's apparently an expert, uh, but we, we've been, we've had a hard time ra- rallying the troops. <laughs> Anyone who's an expert at the Enneagram must be really hard to book. I think. <laughs> no, they're not a true expert. They're just someone who's really fond of it. Who's a friend of ours? Gotcha. And we kind of want to have you on for that episode as well. But yeah, that's a new, that's something we still do need to do. Talk about the uh, adventure um, adventure factor of different personality types. Yeah, and I just bring that up because um, Jeremy's energy and his presence, you know, mm-hmm. comes with a particular personality type, and uh, the personality types of Janessa and I are much more the kind of internal, um, boring. <laughs> so Jer- Jeremy's like brimming with ideas, and I'm the one who's thinking through those ideas and saying like, "That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work." So when you said Cole brings you down. <laughs> it's it's, it's well, not far off. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a, a minute, Cole, because you are the one that has agreed to this crazy experiment. So that's true. And I think yeah. that's the cool thing about about this whole thing is we're four very vastly different people. And you know, if if my wife Katie probably had her way, she'd be fine never to live with other people. But at the same time, she sees the value in it, and she sees the. Um, you know, she sees the fact that it's uh, an interesting and cool thing to do and can bear some pretty good fruit. So it's interesting to see how people who are for people who are very different can all come to a similar conclusion that, yeah, you know what? This is something that I legitimately want to yeah. try. Yeah. Well, guys, congratulations. You've done it. You've made it through um, not quite a whole year, but it's better to you know come out on top. We're still friends. You're still now, friends. Calvin, would you ever have someone live with you in your home? Yeah, we do. He's a bit of a crank right now. <laughs> Did he, was Sounds he, like a complaint. Was he welcome? Welcome to the party? <laughs> he's not. He's totally welcome. It's just his personality. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Great. Um, but now, Calvin, you've received so much unsolicited advice about parenting and whatnot. What do you got for Cole after your three, whatever, one and a half months in? I don't. Not even. No, mm. I'm not talking advice. But like, what's it? I don't like to. But give what's advice. it been like? What's this newborn phase all about? The newborn phase. Well, when I was giving you guys a hard time earlier about booking a 10 p.m. interview, <laughs> that was that was real annoyance by me. And so I'm just gonna let that slide. And when Cole has his baby, I'm gonna. We have to try and get him on for a 10 p.m. <laughs> uh, phone call that's gonna last an hour because then he'll really feel quite badly that he's doing this to me i would just like to clarify that again clarif- clarification minute that we called you at nine forty. actually i called you okay but calvin we, you really need a lot of clarification eh? i'm i'm really glad Wait, to have cole here because l- you're l- just let's talk about clarification <laughs> jeremy I, I i i sent you a rough draft of my email to go out this past week and then i then from there you posted it and i couldn't help but notice some uh wild censorship happening in there. Do you not like those so, edits? Uh, what gives, man? Do you not like some edits here and there? This is s- me speaking from the heart, and you're putting in, uh, you know, lingo, you know, safing it up I don't for th- our listeners. They don't want safe. They want edgy. They want, you know, pushing the boundaries. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm I don't think I was safing it up. I was think I think I'm adding clarity and adding some uh, adding some different adjectives and stuff like you that. You know what you guys need? You I, guys need to live together for a year. And then we have lived together. <laughs> Did we? No, like with families and kid. And yeah, I think that'll sort it all out for you. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I was reading the email and I'm like, dang it, Jeremy, you censured me again. And then I was like realizing, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to send the emails to him anymore then. And then I was like, oh, dang, I have to because he has the Amazon account <laughs> information that I don't have. So he has to add that in. No, every were time. you legit perturbed <laughs> though? I was slightly. Yeah. Well, I want you. I want to know that. I need that feedback. I think I'm legitimately making them better. I'm not trying to censor you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So listen, I, I, I definitely, this has been discussed not with you guys in other circles of people we know. And I know um, nine out of 10 people would say, nope, that's not something that I could do. Like I just couldn't do it. And I think it all comes down to... Um, realizing what the sacrifices are in yourself that you're going to have to give up to have such a large gain that you're just not aware of. Um, so for you guys, I don't know what that was for you, the sacrifices you had to make for sure, personal space and uh, maybe qu- quiet time or time to be introverted. But I think 
um, just being aware that you don't have to just say a concrete no. Just leave yourself at least the option to maybe this is something I could explore. That's actually another really good point, and I'm not necessarily surprised to hear that that you had whatever conversations within our friend group where people were like, ooh, I, sure. I don't and know that's if no I surprise, could do that. surprise, I don't think. No, but I think it raises this other point that I actually meant to talk about a little bit, which is, uh, for me anyways, it really has to be the right people. Like, I don't even think that I would have that great a time like if I was living with you. Like, right. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd necessarily say yes to that. Like, I think it, unless it was like we were really down and out and needed a place to stay and you opened your home to us. Like, I think the people sure. you choose to live with and do something, at least for us anyway, it had to be the right people. Like, there would be very few people that we would necessarily do that with. But it was neat because Cole and Janessa were kind of at this, like, our life stages kind of lined up in terms of wanting to do this. They were not super close friends, but people we wanted to get to know more. And yet we knew enough about them to know that we probably would vibe okay. But there were a lot of yes. factors, I think, that went into saying, actually, yeah, these are the right people and we could do it. And I think it's cool too. even just break down. So like you've known Cole for, let's just say, one year. You've known me for 10 years. Yeah. I wonder what the hours um, would be on that if you broke it all down. Like you have you've probably got more hours with Cole than you do probably with me. Probably now, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? So, like, you guys have this interesting, like, almost um, fast-tracked friendship. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's that's a really good point. And uh, but that's I think even why you and I are still friends because we had the fast-track friendship at camp, which is a place for sure. where M- most people that most people that meet me say they can't live with me. They can't be friends. <laughs> well, I think like for, can't handle that's you. Just, that's for just, me, it is what it is. when you when you're sort of thinking about people who are maybe toying with the idea of communal living or whatever, I think that. And, and it seems insurmountable or they don't necessarily feel like they have the right people. I think one of the things that I am always uh, kind of coming up against in just our everyday life is just how hard it is to connect deeply with people. Like we just have so much going on and we're so busy. Yeah. And so I think one of the things about communal living or even just sharing things is that it kind of brings people together. So I wonder if there would be ways you know, maybe you're not in a place where you could share a home. Like for us, you know, us having a, a baby in a few months makes it a little bit less attractive for people to want to share a home with us. And maybe is a time we don't want to share our home in the same way. But, um, you know, f- moving into a same neighborhood as someone or uh, sharing, like learning to share mm-hmm. tools and resources with neighbors or um, just kind of like, or if you, if you're in a city that has like tool shares or, communal kitchens or like i just think that sharing things actually allows us to like we're so independent and so self-sufficient that's one of the reasons why we just don't connect with people we don't actually like people don't know us and we don't know people and so i think that's probably the biggest reason to share whether that's your home or stuff or your time whatever it is yeah i think that's the biggest reason and i don't know why we're like that i mean why we have why we're so wanting to be so safe and conscious of other people like I had this experience last weekend when I I made that table for Jeremy and Katie and I was I needed a hand a second hand to load it into my truck and I had a guy lined up but then he bailed and I was like ah dang like who can I call so I I just like texted a friend of mine that lives like like really close right down the road and and it was really short notice and then he came and and it was fine he totally fine with it and he's like yeah like just like call me first like I live the closest to you you should be calling me for all of this stuff like it just makes sense and I would do the same for you. So it's kind of just, I don't know, it's almost nice to just kind of think of it in terms of common sense and just, mm. I don't know, almost just assume that um, like that the person, I don't know, just it's nice to be able to like that l- borrow things from neighbors and, and be um, like we, we like to kind of host people at our house because lots of events happen up here in the summer and it's just kind of nice to have this as a kind of a guaranteed drop-in place for someone to come overnight. And I think that's just nice to have that information spread through your community and have that open door policy. Well, and you were saying common sense. Like I remember when I was like 20, probably 20 years old, like hearing, and this was, you know, close to 2008 when everything was kind of like falling apart in terms of global finances and everything. But, um, 
there was this futurist that sort of said that my generation would be the first generation that wouldn't be able to assume that we could live at the level that our parents did. So there's this kind of like transfer Mm -hmm. of wealth and, and upward mobility from generation to generation. And there was this sense that it was going to maybe stop with, um, with us. And I think in terms of common sense, like for a lot of people, they're bumping up against, uh, financial limitations. They actually can't afford a home. And so, um, good, bad or ugly communal living is actually, you know, a necessary option in in one way or another, which is maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. a lot easier to do when you're, I guess lots of people live in community, particularly when they're single, I guess the, yeah, through university or whatever. The question is, is kind of once you've created a family and I'd like to think that, uh, I have to be careful how I say this because lots of people will, will, we may end up living on our own, you know, forever forever now, who knows? (laughs) But I think there's something about, um, even as a couple learning to live with other people and learning to be open as a couple mm-hmm. that will make us kind of keep us open and kind and caring. Whereas I think the trajectory of suburban life can, can cut you off from other people can make you less aware of the needs of other people can make you like, you know, a big drain on the earth, a big drain on a whole bunch of things. Whereas uh, experiments like this, I think help us to uh, think intentionally about, you know, what kind of couple we are. Well, I, th- I think yeah. what you're highlighting there is in some ways the uphill battle that it is. And Calvin, the friend that said, why don't you call me first? That same person actually, when you guys were having your kid, they actually said to us, Katie and I, like, hey, you guys are more than welcome to stay at our place. And so I get the mm. sense from that cool. person that they're like really wanting to build community and to be someone yes. that can be counted upon. But I'm thinking like, wow, it's in like unless you're actually doing something where you're inviting people into your home on a very regular basis, like that's a major uphill battle. Like now it's like they can be as open as they want to be, but it's still. It, yeah, you're still relying yeah. on the other person to kind of ask. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's that's yeah. another really interesting thing. Like even now for Cole and Janessa, it's going to be much easier for them to have people interested or if someone is thinking of communal living like now our whole community knows that oh that's something Cole and Janessa have done you should talk to them about it and now already they are someone who those opportunities will probably come more readily to so while it is an uphill battle to kind of break down some of those barriers I think for everybody there's things that you can do that again uh, you know move you to a place where you're um I guess, yeah, where, where when people have questions or when they're curious about something, you're a go-to kind of resource. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and, and the uphill battle in our society is something to think about. I think it is. And and there's a balance, right, And to, to not exploit that person. Because I think even just on a specific level, I have a friend that, like, um, his dad is, like, is a, a big contractor. So anytime I need to borrow a tool, like, I, I know them quite well. So I'll just ask them if I can grab it from their right. shop. And I was over there one time borrowing a, just a small tool, a really simple thing. And I know them super, super well, but he's like, okay, no problem. And he was just kind of noting it down in his phone that I had taken this. And I was like, oh, whatever. And he's like, no, like I'm not doing this. Just, it looks bad, but I'm just doing this because like we have so many people that are borrowing stuff from us that I just need to keep track yeah, of it somehow. Yeah. So it, like you'd be kind of become that person where it's like, oh, they're cool with lending anything out. So, and, and the way they're dealing with is, isn't saying no, just kind of, they just have to keep track of it somehow. Yep. So, but just keep it going. And then, of course, Monday morning rolls around and they don't have half their tools. <laughs> <laughs> They're all blended out. Yeah, but that's, again, so, a posture of someone who's willing to to uh, share yeah. resources or engage with people around them. And, wow, that's such a special thing for people like yourself who don't then have to shell out thousands of dollars for things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's great. So... Anyways, lots of benefits to living in community, lots of fun over the past year, and we're definitely sad to to leave this place, but at the same time, uh, just, you know, the next stop on our journey awaits us, and I think we're better off. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Cole. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me back, guys. You were, you were able to do this. Are you heading back to the church now to get things uh, fired <laughs> up there? No. I'll go. You got the night yeah, off? I got, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 11. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Yeah, I know. 
Of course, know, of man. course, you know. Yeah, no, I've got Big some week. got some stuff to wrap up tomorrow. I've got to finish a video okay. and stuff like that. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good. My uh, what did you call my guitar at the beginning of the podcast? I don't know the G machine or something like yeah, this. I don't remember what you called it, but anyways, I forget. G strum, G strum. I said you'd be G strumming this oh, weekend. Yeah, okay, so G strum's ready to go. Yeah. Well, Calvin, we have uh, we had some music last week from Half Twin. Believe it or not, we have some new music this week as well. A friend of ours uh, came out with a new album, and uh, it's ready. And so we're gonna we're gonna play some of that t- that music. No yeah. way. Uh, that sounds awesome. You know me. I I, I love that uh, that guy. I listened to it uh, after we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, because you hadn't heard really that good. track. No, I thought that it's was a great. Good tune, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. I'm gonna do a little. I'll do a little thing after we after we wrap up here, but. Uh, sure, sure. Friends, um, find us online. You can find us at uh, openroadpod.com. Mostly just follow our Instagram at openroadpod. Calvin, you're going to send out an email yeah, this week? Th- th- that seems to be the best way to keep uh, keep informed. Also, subscribe to the email blast yes. that gets uh, written up and sent out every week without fail. <laughs> and censored. You know, of course, and censored. Uh, you know, I, I, as I work toward writing, <laughs> I, I hope to see it less censored than it is. Um I just hope my co-hosts can, you know, have faith in me that this is what you, our viewers and listeners and readers, want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Calvin, I'm going to leave your F-bombs in and your... uh... Thank you. (laughs) Please do. Uh, Anyways, everyone, thank you for listening in. I hope that this episode shed a little bit of light on the idea of community living. If you have more questions, just email us, Jeremy. Email me. Calvin knows nothing about community living because he just lives with a cranky baby. Um, but uh, Jeremy at Open Road Pod or Calvin at Open Road Pod, uh, we'd be happy to return your email. We're about to give out the prize for uh, people who left a review on iTunes. But if you still want to do that, please do that this week. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed. Share it with a friend. Um, but, you know, we're already asking so much, you guys. So just go have a great week and find some adventure. And as promised, we do have a little bit of new music for you this week. Uh, coming up, we have uh, an artist from Southern California named Titus Hogg. And he just released a new album called There Is Time. This is a track called Paradise off of that new album. Um, if you want to get in touch with Titus, it's Titus Hogg, H-A-U-G. So Titus, T-I-T-U-S, H-A-U-G. There's a Bandcamp page and an Instagram that you can take a look at in the show notes for this episode. But I hope you enjoy this track. It is called Paradise from his new album, There Is Time. Far beyond the waves, you're coming home. What you thought would give you answers makes you blind.